Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. If you ever thought about how good God's been to you, you just want to holler out loud, oh God, I just thank you for being so good to me. Oh, you've been so good. Ain't God good? Oh, all the time while you're standing, we're going to get in the word of the Lord. If you will, go to the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Read one verse. And another the faith, the same spirit, another gifts. Everybody say gifts of healing by the same spirit. And we're going to talk to you tonight, and I believe, I just know that when I get through, it's going to help, help you tonight and open your mind and spirit about some things about healing. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Thank you for the worship of the saints of God. Lord, you know their detail of their life greater than I do. You know the hurts, the pains. You know the sorrows, the conflicts, and the circumstances. But God, you're a God that answers, and we love you. We praise you. We praise you for all that you've done and that you're going to do, mighty God. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for your spirit. Blessed tonight in your holy name we pray. And everybody shout amen. If you're going to help him out, tell him. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Now, I want you to listen to this. A healing, when you talk about a healing, a healing releases the body from disease or injury. A healing does. You see, a healing is a gradual, it's gradual. It's done not necessarily. It don't happen instantaneously, but a healing happens in just a process, gradual time. But see, a miracle is usually instantaneous. It produces a change that goes beyond healing itself. There's a difference between healing and a miracle. But you see, an instant healing becomes a visible miracle. It is called the gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. It is the only it only takes place under the very control of God Almighty. Each time a healing comes, you receive a gift. Gifts. Of healing. So if the Lord healed you, you received a gift from Him. You see, the gift, the gifts of healing works, it worked through Jesus' life multiple times. You can read through the New Testament. But when those who saw after Jesus sought to get to Him for a healing, you always find great things happen. They sought to get to Jesus. You see, the key issue of healings and miracles is in Hebrews 11 and 6. There's a key issue here. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek him. You've got to seek after him. 
for him to reward you. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith without works itself is dead. You see, saints of God, a person who needs something will live on their face asking and seeking and knocking to receive it from God. You didn't hear me. A person who needs something from God will live on their face before God, asking Him, seeking Him, and knocking to receive it. The greater the need, the greater the amount of time true faith spends alone with God, uh, discussing the need with God. The greater your need is, is the more time that you should be spending with God, with faith in Him, discussing with Him about the need that you're facing. You see, it's just not coming up here and asking God one time or someone laying hands on you for healing. It, it doesn't happen that way. Unless sometimes we always have this invisible healing, a, a pain in the body or a backache or a headache or a head. But no, I, 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 I get tired of them. I want, I want somebody to testify about how that something was critical in their life and they sought God for a period of time and God gave them a miracle. A person needs something. You hear me now. We'll live on their face asking the Almighty, seeking Him for it. Luke 18, Jesus gives us a parable, an insight, a knowledge of how it works. He spoke a parable in the dim to the, this end that men ought, ought always to pray and not faint. Don't give up. Somebody shout, don't give up. Don't give up praying. Saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. But then he said, and there was a widow in that city, and she came unto this judge, and she cried to the judge, avenge me of my adversary. Deliver me of my adversary. Deliver me of my problem. Deliver me of my need. And he would not for a while. Somebody shout for a while. Do you quit when it don't come? Do you stop praying when it don't come? Do you stop worshiping when it don't come? Do you, do you stay at home from church when it don't come? And when it, didn't, when it would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, I don't worry about God and I don't worry about man. Yet because of this widow, she troubled me. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Jesus spoke this parable to the church about his coming. He said, you got to be consistent wearing the kingdom of heaven and heaven itself to make sure you get what you need for when he comes. It's not going to come unless you continually worry the Lord about it. you got to get this out of your mind. 
I'm just not going to go pray one time and it's going to happen. Uh-uh. you got to understand healings and miracles through the Bible was a consistent focus, was a consistent pursuing. They had to push through things, walk through things, travel. They had to, come on folks, had to fight to endure. Hear me tonight. Healings will come. Miracles will come. But it's going to take faith and persistence. We have to stay consistent with what we need from God. You hear me? We got to stay consistent. Man that wavers in, in his faith like a ship on, a, on the wave of the sea tossed to and fro. One commentary I read today compared about the growing faith said faith that will move God for healing and the miracles is faith that has been worked hard, built strong, to lift heavy loads. To give an example, as a person would go to a gym to build themselves up in strength, in strength, they may have started out lifting 175 pounds. That's all they could lift. But to obtain the desire of 350 pounds, they had to be consistent. They had to be consistent of going to that gym and working their body and working their muscles to, to reach the process and the place of where they can lift the heavier load. And the commentary said the same is with faith. To, live a, to lift a heavy load in the spirit or in your life, you've got to work on your faith to where it can lift the heavy load. Come on. We get this thing, it, we can just pray a little bit and it's over. We come to church and worship a little bit and over. No, 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 no. If we're going to lift a heavy load and see a miracle like we're talking about, it's going to take... Consistent, constant, pursuing in prayer on our faces, asking and seeking God for what we need. We cannot stop. The Lord gave one man five talents. He gave one man two talents. He gave one man one talent. The one with the five went out and worked and doubled. The one with the two doubled his. They gained, but the one with the one hid his talent in the earth and lost everything. So you see, to gain, you got to work your faith. It's not just asking with faith. You see, I don't care how holy you look, how holy you live, it will not guarantee you that God will heal you. Healings and miracles are going to come from a constant pursuing after them. We're going to have to pursue after them. Hunger after Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hunger after them. Talk about it. Matthew 9 is a very right parable. There was a, an unceasing cry for sight. We want to see. This cry came from two blind men 
who are apparently sitting beside the road begging every day. But somewhere these men heard, heard what had been happening and a chord of faith struck their heart. You know what these men did? Bible said, so they began to follow after Jesus pursuing him. Two blind men. They lived in a dark world. They had obstacles to overcome. But they wanted a healing. You say you want something. You say you believe God can give you something. But when it don't happen, you sit there and sell up on God. But these two blind men said, hey, I heard that he could heal us and I heard about his miracles. Something struck down in their spirit and they left where they had been living. They left the place where they'd been staying and started walking around obstacles, walking through darkness, pushing ahead to get to Jesus to receive a miracle. I'm going to tell you now, you're not going to get nowhere spiritually or physically until you pursue through your darkness and through your obstacles. Get this. Crying, the Bible said, as fast, as loud as they could. Consistently crying out loud. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy. Consistently, loud, fast, would not stop. It was an attitude and a spirit that they wanted a miracle. You've got to have an attitude and a spirit that you want a miracle. You ain't hearing me. You're so used to where you've been, you think it's going to come to you. I'm going to say it again. God's going to wait to see some more desperation before he touches anybody. I want to prove it. They, they were persistent and went after what they wanted. Can I ask you, are you going after what you need from Jesus? Are you persistent after it every day? They needed to be desperate that they would cast themselves on Jesus to heal them. Get this. When Jesus heard them screaming, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Thou son of David, have mercy on us. You know what Jesus did? Walk right by them. Walk by him screaming, thou son of death. You think the Lord is going to hear you, and I keep telling you, and you got it in your knucklehead in mind. I say, sometimes you got to get out of the pew. You got to get out of your zone. If I get up, Pastor, somebody might get my seat. If I come to the altar, somebody might sit in my place. If I needed a miracle, I wouldn't give a care who got my seat. Problem is, you got to get to the place. You don't care who's hearing you. You don't care who's seeing you. You don't care what's going on around you. I need a miracle. 
I need a miracle. I need a miracle. You've got to get desperate before Jesus is going to pay you attention. He walked past them. <laughs> Just because it's not happening doesn't mean, Sister Kelly, it ain't going to happen. Just because it ain't happened with them, it don't mean it ain't going to happen with me. Jesus walked by multiple people that were sick and afflicted. Now hang on. Did it stop these two blind men? Well, it didn't happen a while ago. And I guess because after we sung that song, I guess it ain't going to happen now. It should have happened a while ago when they was worshiping. Oh, it felt good. It sounded good. Now, the preacher's preaching. I know it ain't going to happen during the preaching because you know he's preaching. Jesus was walking by. He was talking to folks. Did it stop them? You got to get to a place. You don't care what part of service we're in. You don't. You don't even care if church ain't even started yet. You walk down here and start crying out, Thou son of David, thou son of David, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They continue to claw their way through the crushing crowd, shouting at the top of their voices, Faith without works is dead. They were so desperate that they followed Jesus right up to the house. They pushed their way through. Come on, folks. You get, you get, get your feelings hurt if you don't get a miracle healing. You, you, you give your faith up on God. You give faith. Well, I thought it was going to happen today. It's going to happen like this. It's going to happen this way. I guarantee you those blind men, Brother Josh, thought, here he comes. Here he comes. Whoa, right there he is. There he goes. <laughs> Come on. You, you got this mentality in your head that, that if it don't happen, it ain't going to happen. You know what Jesus is looking at some of y'all? He's going to see how desperate you are. See, I, I'm, I'm going to get down to your real world. Problem is, you, you, your, your, your thoughts is if I come to church on a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and I come up here and I'm dressed up, baby, and I'm here and I, I'm worshiping God. Well, when it's time for, you know, when Brother Cody is worshiping, they come down and we get prayer. I'm going to walk down there. They're going to anoint me with oil, and I'm going to get my healing. Wrong. You're going to get your healing when you get desperate. You're going to get your healing and your miracle when you don't care what's going on. I don't care if tongues and tongues interpretation and you feel it come on you. You're going to jump up. You're going to run down and holler out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Come on, church. They were so desperate. They followed Jesus to the house. Until he heard their cry, Jesus healed them after all the shouting, after all the pushing, and after all their persist persistence to get to him, he finally, he finally healed them. How many would have given up 
and quit pursuing the Lord after he wouldn't heal you. I screamed a thousand times. I pushed over so many obstacles. I busted my shin. My elbows are bleeding. I busted my nose and said I run over every kid in the crowd and everybody's cussing and screaming at me. I'm screaming. Everybody telling me to shut up, but I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Come on, folks. You got to push past your feelings. You got to push past the Wednesday night mentality. You got to push past it. You got to put... You got to be desperate. You got to be desperate. Faith and persistence is the way to reach Jesus for a healing. First Chronicles 16 and 11 says, First Chronicles 16 and 11 says, Seek, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. But I said, seek. In Luke 8, 42 through 48 tells us, there was a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years. She spent all of her wealth going to the doctors. Some people don't. Spent all of her wealth going to the doctors. But she heard Jesus was passing by. She waited for that moment, and through her weakness and her ailment, she pushed herself through the crowd. She pushed in to touch the hem of his garment. How many of you, your mind is daydreaming right now? You've got your crazy mind on something down the road or something tomorrow that God, and you knew, oh, God, take care of this. And you said, I'm talking to you, you ain't even listening to me now. I, f- I found out a lot. Talking to the Lord lately. But I know this one thing. If you're going to get what you want, there's going to be some pushing going on. It is a pushing to get to where you need a healing or miracle. She was persistent to get, if I can get to the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. You listen to me right now. Now listen, listen. The longer you stay in a place spiritually or physically, your thoughts have developed to feeding and accepting where you are. Let me say it again. The longer you stay at a place spiritually or physically, the longer you stay at a place spiritually or physically. The longer you stay at a place spiritually or physically, your thoughts have developed to feeding and accepting right where you are. You feed your thoughts on the spirit, on the habit, on the sickness, because every day you wake up, it's on your mind And every person thinks about 60,000 thoughts a day. And 94% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you thought yesterday. Now your body has become adapted to those thoughts. 
Your body and your mind has become adapted to those thoughts. Thought patterns. Your body follows the feeling that you have created. Even in your imagination, when you imagine something, the lust of the flesh and your mind brings it so powerful to reality that it gives the body the same feeling as though it was real. Oh, I'm coming to you. So you get addicted to the same thoughts, so you start thinking them every day to get the same feeling. The same thing happens when you're sick or when you, and it has an element. Now your body has become adapted. I'm sick. You wake up telling yourself sick. You wake up thinking about where am I going because my body is taking me. So your, your whole world is created in that thought. I'm on because some of you, you fight me right now. You fought me right when I started in. You ain't even in the service. You here, but your brain ain't. My gifts are working. All nine of them. So the problem is, I'm tired of you blaming God, and I'm tired of you blaming the devil. So I'm defending God and the devil tonight. It ain't God, and it ain't the devil. It's us. We have created the very place where we're living spiritually and physically. We created it. But we have allowed sin in the world to put us here. Come on, church. Hang on, follow me, follow me, follow me. Now, I'm sick. I, 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 you think on those bad things. You think on what you're becoming. I'm becoming. The Bible said the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you start talking about it. Those habits now, woo, you ready? Those habits that you created are food to the flesh. You wake up and the lust of the flesh gets hungry and it wants to eat. I'm, I'm coming. You, you ain't going to preach with your, your flesh is hungry. So every day you wake up with those habits, those habits, those hungers from those habits are saying, feed me. What was that movie? Feed me. Huh? Seymour, feed me, Seymour. Feed me. Come on. You know I'm right. You ain't saying nothing. You're thinking about what you've been feeding yourself today. Feed me hunger. Feed me lust of the flesh. Feed me habit. So when you start rejecting those habits, that becomes your battle. When you start rejecting your hunger, that's your battle. And some of you can't even latch on to faith tonight because your hunger is overcoming your faith. Follow me. We're going to get somewhere good. You see this saint of God? You feel the hunger pains from the habit that you battle. Go on a, go on a fast. Go on a fast. Your flesh will tell you to eat. Your flesh would tell you, get your cheeseburger and some fries. 
Your flesh will tell you get some cornbread and beans and some fried chicken. It'll be get telling you all kinds of stuff. And your gut will start growling because your flesh is hungry. That's what happens to, God help me folks, that's what happens to sickness. And that's what happens to habits. Your hunger pains start talking to you. This is good. See, you got to pursue. So what do you do, Pastor? You've got to pursue and be persistent every day to receive, to receive that change that you need in your life and that changing that you hunger for. You can reach a healing and a miracle, but you've got to pursue after it. Somebody shout, pursue after it. You're not, it's not going to fall in your lap. Deliverance from habits ain't just going to come overnight. You've got to pursue after it. How many got what I said about the hunger pains? Every day you wake up, those hunger pains from those habits are going to feed me, Seymour. Feed me those drugs, pills, porn. Feed me that thought. Feed me that thought. Feed me that thought. Because your body's become addicted. It's, it's an addict to it. This is good. I didn't get this out of no book. I got it from Jesus. But you can receive, you can reach a healing and a miracle. You've got to pursue it. The four men had to pursue to get the man to the house where Jesus was. They had to pursue, Brother Jim. You know what they had to do? They had to put a ladder up, Brother Steve, and four of them had to hoss that man up. I believe that was work. I believe that was a lot of work, getting that man up. But they knew if we can get him in there to Jesus, he'll get a healing. See, see, you got to be so desperate. Whatever I got to do, I'm going to get in there to Jesus. If I got to climb a ladder, if I got to tear a roof off, I just got to get into Jesus because that's where my miracle's at is getting into where Jesus is at. He'll heal me. My God, I feel him in the house. He'll heal you. He'll heal you. Two blind men had to pursue through darkness and obstacles with persistence to get where they needed to get to Jesus. Anybody learn anything? Let's go on here. Let's hurry up and finish. It will be work. It's going to be work. Somebody shout work. work. It's like Brother Mahaney. When he started, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was a new convert. He started reading his Bible. He got to Job and thought it was Job and skipped it. Brother Mahaney come out of prison. He's the most powerful Pentecostal preacher there is. He's gone on with Jesus, but he's powerful. You see, it'll be work to get to Jesus through darkness and through obstacles. You know to overcome your habits, you're going to come through darkness and obstacles. You see, they, 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 they push themselves outside the element to get to Jesus. I'm going to bring you something just a second. you got to push yourself out of your element. Romans 8 and 11. This is some good stuff when I'm fixing to give you. All of it's good anyway. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, somebody said in me, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body 
by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Did you know, saint of God, you have the availability within you, which is the Holy Ghost, the same power that raised the body of Jesus. You've got a spirit in you that can transform your life. In 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 12 tells us, always being about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made, look here, might be made manifest in our body. Might be, his, his life might be made manifest, might be made manifest, might be made in my body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Did you know it's God's will that life, resurrection life, be made manifest through our bodies? Okay. We do not have a resurrection body yet. But what you do have is the claim of resurrection life. The resurrection life is made available to the body of the saints of God by the Holy Ghost that dwells in you and me. Now, and all of you folks, hang on and listen to this having problems with your health. Hang on. Doctor's going to talk to you a minute. Ain't it amazing? You go into the doctor, he gives you a bag full of pills, and about 50 pills, and 50 bottles, and take them, and you're going to be healed. Yes, sir, doc. I come in here and give you 50 prescriptions. Do this, and you'll be healed. Wow. That's good. Paul said that the life of Jesus also might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. It is to be made. Somebody shout made. Made manifest. It is the presence of the Spirit of God that raised the body of Jesus out of the tomb was made manifest so you could see it. So you could see it. The body of Jesus came out of the grave by the Spirit of God the Spirit of God made it manifest. The Spirit made the body manifest. Now, the Word of God shows me and you that our resurrection life goes beyond healing to health. Now read this. 3 John verse 2. Beloved, he said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper to be in health even as thy soul prospereth. There is a great benefit to the power of the Holy Ghost that dwells in you, saint of God. I want to show you something. This, this revelation got me. Deuteronomy 34 and 7 says this about Moses. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim nor his natural force abated. He looked healthy. Now I read on and started searching this. See, Moses spent much more of his time in the presence of God than the children of Israel did. He spent a lot of time in the presence of the Almighty God. So you see, saint of God, Israel lived in a different kind of atmosphere than Moses. So here it is. The environment we live in 
makes a significant difference for our lives. Where you spend your time with your health is your environment. You ain't going to tell me that old folks can't get in shape. I work out with a 71-year-old man. Get as strong as an ox. I got a picture of me and him on Facebook. Mr. John lives right down the road. He is a, he's strong. And you would look at him and think, man, he's probably 60 years old. But he hits that gym. He works out, works out all the time, the yard and stuff. And he said, I believe, Brother Tim, that the way that I live my life produces my life. Where you spend your time with your spirit becomes your atmosphere. You see, the environment that you spend in is what's making you who you are. I believe in my personal life, my personal mind, my spirit, my heart. I believe that we can live in an environment that would put us in healing. All right, you want to know, I'm going to just spat it. I believe you can treat your body in a good way that you'll have good health. And if you treat your body in a good way, the Holy Ghost is going to bless you because you're honoring the temple. If you stick, keep on a strict diet and if you exercise yourself and if you abstain yourself from things that will harm your flesh, you're the temple of God. God will honor you. You can create an atmosphere of healing. How many believe that? I believe you can create an atmosphere of healing. I was talking to a young girl yesterday morning, getting my hair cut down here at Milliton. And she walked in, and I walked in, and she said, I know her, and some of y'all know her, a lot of y'all know her if I call her name. I said, how you doing? She said, man, I'm doing better. She said, you know, but Tim, I got to where I thought I was going to die. And she ain't but like 40-something years old. And, and I said, what? And she said, yeah. She said, uh, they took me to the emergency room. My blood pressure was standing up over 200, 208, 210. And I'd go to sleep at night, wake up, be over 200. I said, oh, my God. She said, they, they looked at me one day and said, if you don't get yourself in better shape, you ain't going to last long enough to see your daughter grow up. She said, I went home. I determined i got to create a better atmosphere around me. And she said, I dropped 45 pounds. I started working out. I started watching what I take in my body. I watched what I did, what I went around, and said, guess what? I'm off all of my medicine. I don't have to take no diabetic medicine. I don't have to take no blood pressure medicine. I don't take none of that. She was serious. She had tears running down her face. And she said, when God gives you a chance, you better take it. You better take that chance. So I'm here to tell you, you can create an environment that will heal you. Now let me show you something. Sister get ready to come. Mark 8. Does anybody learn anything? You create an environment for a better spiritual life. Okay, let me, let me, let me educate some of you. Quit watching stupid stuff on TV. What stupid stuff? Okay, I got to tell you. Stupid stuff is half-naked people, women, and men. 
and get off your nasty phone. Because when you're in the bedroom by yourself and nobody knows you're in there, don't feed yourself. I better stop. Don't feed yourself. You create an environment that, that hinders your spirit. Quit hanging around people who influences you. What's so hard to tell them, I love you, I'll be your friend, but a distant friend? I'm not going to go to hell over somebody that wants to lead me somewhere. Create your environment to have a healthy spirit. Now, I want you to look at this in Mark 8 real quickly. And he cometh to Bethsaida. Jesus did. And they bring a blind man to him. Now, listen to this. And besought him to touch him. They wanted Jesus to touch him. Now, follow this. What did Jesus do? He took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the town. Because the environment where he was was not going to produce no miracle. And when he had spit on his eyes and he put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw all. Did you see? Look at this. And he looked up and said, I see me in this tree. I'm not seeing real good, Lord, right now. The environment affected him so much, Jesus had to take him outside the city. But Jesus prayed for him one more time. And that he put his hands again up on his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. Jesus had to take the man outside the atmosphere where he was at to get a healing. Come on, folks. I hope I pray, I pray today it will wake some of you up. You got to get outside your atmosphere to take care of your health. You got to get out of where you staying because it ain't healing you. You can create an environment of healing. You can create an environment to have a better spiritual life. Come on, it ain't gonna be done in some in places where doubt. Fear, no face at. Does your atmosphere produce the place of good health? Does your atmosphere produce the place for spiritual freedom? For the man to see clearly, Jesus had to take him outside the city. Two blind men pursued Jesus to got their healing. The woman pushed through the crowd to, to touch him. And the four men did what they had to do to get him into Jesus. How desperate are you? Let's stand. They pushed outside of where they were. Now I'm going to say this and we're going we're to go. You got to push outside where you're at. Everybody please listen. Please look. If you got a habit, you got a sinful habit, you got a sickness, look at me and listen. You got to push yourself outside of where you've been 
to get what you need. And, and even if you get outside of it, you're going to have to do some pushing and some pushing and some pushing to get there. But Jesus is looking for some desperate people who's willing, who's wanting and desiring. I want to be healed. I want a miracle. I want to be delivered. Gifts of healing. But you study it, they were desperate. Am I right? They were desperate. Hammond's received the word tonight. Lift your hearts and hands to him in closing and say, Lord, take this word and hide it in my heart. Don't let me forget it, Lord. Let it live within my mind and my body. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.